Welcome to the Double L Show, and we're here with another special guest. So, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Courtney Hansen. So, I'll get started. And this was like the question, like that I was like, I always wonder what made you move to Nashville. What made me move to Nashville? Um, I was doing uh, country radio. <laughs> I was actually on a morning show, um, and that was a it was a side hustle gig, and I loved it, and I was doing traffic and um I started to meet country artists and just kind of fell in love with the city of Nashville as I came down to visit a lot um and there were a few that came through and I just said hey if you ever need anybody for a music video I'm an actress so I'd love to come down and be a part of it or audition if there's auditions um and interestingly enough my husband was the one that said hey what are you doing next week when he came to be a guest on the show because it just so happened that he was um, shooting a music video the following week and their leading lady had dropped out at the last minute and they were trying to cast a new a new female lead and um, everything just came together and I came down to shoot the video and from there I always knew I loved Nashville um, I, I grew up in Iowa which is in the Midwest and it's um, it's very uh, family oriented. It's a great place to grow up. Um, there's a lot of green, you know, there's cities, but it's not like moving to a big city like LA or New York. Um, so it always, Nashville always kind of felt like home anyway. And when I had the opportunity and I saw work kind of developing here, I thought I want to give it a chance. And so I just, I just decided to make the move. That's like pretty bold. Like, I don't think I could ever think about doing that. A lot of people around do that now. They're just like, just take off and go wherever. But mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's something that I'd ever be bold it's, enough to do. It's hard. It's a big thing, especially um, especially when you grow up someplace. I mean, I lived there my entire life and I've never um, lived anywhere else. And my whole family lives back in Iowa, pretty much. My mom and dad are still there and I'm very close with my mom. So it was... It was a big decision, but um, I also felt led here. Um, I don't know what your beliefs are, but in in more of a spiritual way, I felt like God was leading me here for some reason, and I just needed to follow that instinct, and it turned out very well. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah it's I paid off. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I feel like spiritually, you always get led in the right direction eventually, even if it takes a long time. Yes, exactly, exactly. What is one place you recommend for people? One place? Yeah, like if someone was to visit, where would you recommend to go? Oh, you know what? I always tell people, there's so many, of course, Nashville, and it's growing all the time. Um, and our show is a big <laughs> reason for that. But um, if you're looking for a fun place to eat, I always tell people to go to a place called the Funky Griddle. And it's, I, I don't know why, it's just kind of a silly little place and it's, it's really cute, really fun, has a fun vibe. It's um, more of a breakfasty lunch place where you can go and you make your own food on a griddle at your table. And it's in this little house. It's like a little cottage and they've decorated it and painted it really nice. And it's just a cool vibe. So if you're looking for food, that's a that's a fun spot to check out for sure. I wish we but had always... like that. Yeah. That yeah. sounds so good. It is. It is. It's. It was one of my favorites when I would come visit here. Um, aside from a restaurant, sadly, that's no longer here. It was a sushi place that I loved. I would always tell people that, but 
yeah funky griddle was always a place to stop yeah for sure how often do you bum into country singers because I feel like there must be like a big network (laughs) they you know what's funny I haven't for a little while but um I live in a suburb that's about 20 minutes from downtown called Hendersonville and um there are quite a few people who live out here, songwriters and country singers. Um, and there's a lot more that live on the South side of, of downtown basically. Um, and when I first moved to town, that's kind of where I was living. And I, I saw Martina McBride in target, which is, I'm not sure if you guys know what target is, but it's like, you know, um, I saw her just checking out greeting cards one time and had to do a double take like, Whoa, that's, really Martina just standing there I think she was with her daughter or something um um but Naomi uh, Naomi Judd was another one that I saw <laughs> everybody thinks that they need to go to Target but she was also a Target <laughs> in the checkout line so I saw her um but yeah it's interesting you it, it's just you know that's where everybody's here so you kind of just see people in passing and it's like oh yeah we this is where we all live so it's okay. cool I kind of wish it was more like that here. Yeah, I mean, that would yeah. be perfect. Just nip down to the supermarket. No, hello, Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch or whatever. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Would you say that Nashville is like the music Hollywood? Yes, for sure. Yes, we're the music capital of the country. So the country music capital of the country. So yeah, definitely it is. Um, and and also it's starting this region is starting to become a new LA actually they call it that all the time Atlanta as well um things are moving away from California quite a bit and coming in our direction which is great so we're getting the country music side of it and also um the uh the TV and film industry as well that is so cool like I know. we love our filmmaking so much I would rather move to Nashville than LA like honestly yeah the same as well I've always wanted to just go yeah have you ever visited here I've never been out of Europe (laughs) I'd like you have to you have to you have to make it a point to come visit for sure yeah I've got like a bucket list of everywhere that I want to go and I don't know if I'll ever get through it all well that's good to have a list though that's awesome yeah how did the audition process go for Nashville did you audition initially for Emily I, yes. And she was a nameless character. Um, when the auditions happened, it was through, through my agent here in town. And, um, at that time we were doing more in-person auditions. Now it's gone kind of by the wayside. It's all self tapes, but, um, still in person. So we met with the casting director, um, first and did the primary audition. And then I was called back and um, at this time, the character was um, just assistant, personal assistant to Juliet Barnes. And um, so the second audition, the callback, I auditioned in front of RJ Cutler and Callie Curry, uh, who I did not know at the time I, that's who they were. Thank God, because I think I probably would have been too nervous to speak. <laughs> Those are some heavy hitters. Of course, Callie, you know, directed the show and is an Oscar winner from Thelma and Louise and um she's just outstanding. And, uh, so I did that call back and it, I felt like it went well. Um, interestingly, when I was there in the waiting room to go back for the callback, Hayden, um, happened to come in for something that they were doing for pre-production. And I saw her walk through and I've always been a huge fan, um, ever since her time on guiding light, actually, cause my mom was a huge soap opera 
fan. And so I had seen her on that and Heroes was another show that I loved her on. So I was already a huge fan and it was just all very surreal to be auditioning for something so big. And we didn't exactly know at the time how big it was going to be, but um, it was interesting. And to look around the room and see, you know, you go into these audition rooms, I'm sure you, you've had experience with it where there's people that look just like you because that's what they're, they're looking for. They're looking for a certain type. Um, so yeah, it was just, I'll never forget. I'll never forget it. It was, it was an interesting experience. So from there, um, it, it came down to actually me between me and one other girl. Um, and obviously they went with me, thank goodness that they did. <laughs> um, but that was, that was for the pilot. So that initial audition was to go shoot the pilot. Yeah. Yes. I honestly, like I've never loved a show so much. Like it changed my life. Like I would never have ever played ukulele. I would never have wrote my own music again if it wasn't for the show. And I've literally got my uke right there because I was playing it beforehand. Oh, wow. That means so much to know. That's so wonderful. Yeah. I, I literally recorded my first song like last week and it was just surreal. Congratulations. That's Thanks. wonderful. That's wonderful. So you're playing country music. Yeah. And it's like the least like people don't know what country music is here. Like they just they just think it's a stereotype. And it's like so far from that. It's all about like empowered like words and just straight from the heart songs. Yeah. Stories. Yes. Very much storytelling. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So linked on to that, do you sing or play an instrument? (laughs) I do not I do not and that's kind of one thing that I was worried about with the show because I knew obviously what it was about and then it involved singing and and all that and playing instruments and um thankfully they had a spot for me I don't sing I don't play anything I've danced my entire life um I've been a a dance instructor I've danced um tap ballet hip-hop jazz since I was the little kid um been on numerous dance teams but I never considered myself a good enough singer to give that a shot. Um, my husband does that. <laughs> He's a singer songwriter. So I leave that to him and he plays guitar and piano and everything else. Um, but no, to answer your question, I wish I did. <laughs> did you ever discuss potential storylines and character developments? I did not. Um, that was not really up to us, I guess. It's, we have huge writing teams that take care of all that stuff, but um, there were rumors that you'd hear about different things happening. And I always was praying and hoping that my character wouldn't become romantically involved with some other lead character because then it would eventually end and I would be gone. Um, there was one, there was one discussion of Emily and Avery actually getting together um, and they changed their minds because they liked Emily so much and they didn't want her to go away. <laughs> That's literally part of my next question as well. Because you could just, there was so much chemistry there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could have totally gone that way. Um, yeah, when they had the storyline where Juliet was kind of falling off of her rocker and um, and I was connecting more with Avery and and the baby and everything um, and Cadence. Yeah, they could have, they could have definitely, I thought for a minute it was going to go that way. But thankfully, we, we stayed away from that. <laughs> What is it like being on a show from start to finish, essentially? So wonderful. It was so wonderful. Um, 
because we became a family and it would have been very difficult to leave that family early. Um, we, you form these bonds and I was not, um, a regular, I was not a regular character on the show. You know, I was, um, I was just a guest star for the entire time. And, and again, I thank my lucky stars and God that, that they kept me on the entire time because they didn't have to. Um, but myself and the character, Glenn, who's my friend, Ed Amatrudo, who lives down the street actually. And, um, and Bucky, we all were locals that were hired in Nashville and stayed on for the entire time. And just were just, were so lucky to be a part of that family and, um, and ride it out for the long haul. It was, it was amazing. How did Emily not quit after dealing with so much trauma and confrontation <laughs> from Juliet? I got that question so much. Um, she just, I think she was the only one that could really see past her crap, you know, like she just saw through to the person, to the human that Juliet was, even though she was so, um, so messed up in so many ways. Um, and just couldn't get herself together. I think Emily really saw through that and, and, and loved her for who she was and just was, was strong enough to say she doesn't really mean what she does half the time and doesn't mean what she says. She, I know she cares about me and I'm going to stick with her because I truly care about her as a friend, not just an employer. So I think that's, I think that's why I think Emily was the only one that could see past her exterior. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's so many like challenging times of like throwing things and I'm just like, wow. Like, that's, yes. That's yeah. scary. Yeah, I mean, Blumenau, Juliet could be a baseball player for all the things she flows. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the and my favorite was the cake. Do y'all remember the cake at her baby shower? That yeah. was my favorite. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and to shoot that scene was amazing, but it was, yeah, that was probably my favorite thing that she threw. Yeah. Because she's pregnant, you know, eight months pregnant on the show and they're throwing a cake. <laughs> what a waste of cake. I know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's making us so hungry. <laughs> what was your favorite song? Oh my gosh, I had so many songs. You're putting me on the spot. Um, and you know what's funny is that I rarely knew the names of them. Give me some time to think about it because I can't remember. I mean, obviously, the big our big ending song was very I meaningful. I like that's good. Yes. It's one of the only ones I can play on uke still. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. It was the first it's, one I learned. That's awesome. It's a beautiful, it's just a beautiful song with a beautiful message and the way that they used it at the end to just tie it all together between, um, between show and real life was just, it was so touching. So oh, I, guess, I guess that would be the one. Like, I just remember when that scene aired and nobody wanted to enter the room because I was bawling my eyes out that much. Lee hasn't got to it yet because he's still on season four, so. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, Lee, you have to keep I'm going. On, I'm on episode 10, season four, and it's just nonstop drama, and I, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, good, and there's more to come, so just keep with it. <laughs> yeah, he already knows the big spoilers. Yeah, I found okay. that out last yeah. year before I started watching the show. Okay, all right. So you'll probably still yeah. cry. <laughs> the biggest probably. one coming in season five. Yeah. 
I'm nearly on five, I think, again. Oh, I don't even want to know. What was your favorite storyline? My favorite storyline was... I lo- Okay, I have a couple because I loved... After Cadence was born, I definitely loved the storyline with Avery. And because Emily got to express more of her self um, and be involved a little bit more, I was able to have a little bit more range and some more some more things to do and give Emily a little bit more life with that storyline. Um, but also when Juliet was <laughs> one of my favorite episodes, I believe it's season three, nine, episode nine, when she's stalking Avery at the festival. Yeah. That will forever because I love comedy and that will forever go down as one of the most fun episodes to shoot. So that that storyline revolving around that where she, you know, we're in the car and she's like, I'm just gonna follow him and saying she's not stalking him. And I'm like, yeah, it is. What are you talking about? I really felt like they were finally like showing their friendship, not just that employer employee uh, relationship. I felt like they were finally showing how they, Emily and Juliet work with each other and kind of, you know, give each other, give each other crap, I guess to say at least. Yeah. Favorite character. Favorite character. I mean, Emily, of course. Um, (laughs) but other than her, oh gosh. So, I mean, they're all great for so many reasons. I love Deacon. I love the way that they, where they took him and his different, um, his different storylines to show, um, the depth of his character. Um, I do love, I I loved Juliet. I loved Avery's character. I mean, there's so many things. There's so many different ones that I liked. Yeah. It's hard to pinpoint. And obviously with, with Emily and, and, and the scenes that I worked on, I was kind of in one storyline or what not storyline, but one um, branch of the whole tree. If you know what I mean? Like I wasn't that involved in Scarlet's or Gunner's all that much, but um I did. I did enjoy them, and I enjoyed the 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 three men and a and a baby stuff, where those three guys were living together, and Cadence was there, and um, yeah, they everybody, every all of them were just so much fun to follow their storylines. Yeah, yeah, it's like so rare now to get such developed characters as well. Yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, and, and it was great that we had we had six seasons because we did have so many chances to explore the characters and they they really, you know, the, our writers were great in that and they they gave everybody opportunities to dig deeper. Do you keep in touch with the cast? I have some. Um definitely Ed, like I said, he lives 5 minutes from me, so we we work together quite a bit on self tapes and and auditions and and talk and and vent to each other about the industry and um and hang out and do I do different things together um he's he's like a big brother to me I love Ed um and then um Chip who of course was Deacon he he's still in town he doesn't live very close to me but he does play shows around town occasionally and um does a fundraiser for his um his daughter essentially who had leukemia um and they do a fundraiser every year um so I've I've talked to him here and there but 
it's sad. That's one, that's one hard part about a show like that ending is everybody kind of has to go their own separate ways. You're not seeing everybody as much. You're not in the same, in the same city for the most part. So yeah, that's, that's been kind of hard to adjust to not talking to everybody. A lot of the crew also, I, I talked to, I've got a wonderful makeup artist that I still see. She, she and I do photo shoots together quite a bit. And, um, we, that's another part of that family. It's not just who you guys see on, on screen. It's that crew. We had so many, I mean, a crew of, of hundreds and they were all wonderful people. And, um, I do miss them dearly, the ones that I don't see, but obviously there's social media to keep up with them as well. So that's nice. Yeah. That's one of the best things about social media. The world is a lot closer now. Exactly. Yes, for sure. How much of the show have you actually watched back? If so, do you find it yourself like it's too hard to watch essentially? <laughs> like I can't watch um, myself back. There, yes, there it's it's hard. I'm very critical of myself as I feel like a lot of actors are. Um, um, but then a lot of it, especially starting at the beginning, it's fun to go back and just say, we had such an awesome show. It really was, it really was a quality, great show. And I'm so proud to have been a part of it. Um, and I do, I do enjoy going back and watching it again and reliving some of those things because what's, what's fun aside from watching, you know, the actual story, uh, um, evolve throughout the episodes is also thinking back to shooting it and thinking back to those memories and everything that we, we went through while we were shooting and all the fun stuff and extra things that people don't know about so I do I do like to go back and watch it yeah a lot goes on behind the scenes and a lot of people don't know yes it's sometimes yes. just so fun yes it is and that's that's a, that's a cool memory for for casting crew to have that you can carry that through your life after you have those experiences so it's great I don't know if you'd want to talk about the next topic but it's like I noticed that you've done quite a lot of posts on mental health and anxiety so I don't know if you'd want to go into that Post oh um I can yeah I'm just um I'm just all about you know being healthy and um taking care of yourself and that's not just physically it's mentally as well and I think so much of the things we see um in media and um on social media are are inaccurate and they are um, self-deprecating and it's not truth um you know, we see people, influencers and things like that, that, that are influencing our kids and that's not real. And so I try with, with posts that I make, I just try to be as positive. I'm a very positive person overall. And I just, I, I have two little kids. I have a five-year-old and a nine-year-old and they're both boys. Um, so I don't have the female thing. Um, but I just want them to grow up feeling confident about who they are and being true to themselves and not, and, and knowing that what they see, um, what they see in media and social media is not necessarily reality and to, and to just focus on what's in front of them and priorities and things that, you know, that can keep their minds healthy and strong and confident um, because, you know, suicide awareness is, is so important. Um, and I just want them to always, always feel strong mentally. Yeah. No matter what is thrown at them. Yeah. It's so important. Like I'm trying to do the same because I've had 
the probably the worst two years of my life and I've had practically five years taken off us from like bad trauma and just the following effects of trauma so I'm yeah. hopefully coming out the other side but I'm still trying to do the same because it's just like everything you see on social media now you're just like is that real or is that fake but most of the time a lot of it is just fake and just for yeah. sure to make everybody else feel like bad about themselves yes exactly exactly and that's that's one thing that I I have a very hard time with when I do when I post on social media is making sure that not a hard time it's it's a very it's something I concentrate on it's just making sure that it's real and that it's true and that it's it's positive and people know that they're worthy of their time on this earth no matter what um and that they're important even if social media doesn't say so because that's not the end all be all um you are worthy of being here and you are important to people and it doesn't have to be posted all over social media to feel that way and to know that so yeah like from the other perspective it's kind of hard to accept them kind of things because if you used to certain amount of like bad you get so used to it that you can't accept the good and you always question if it's actually real or are people lying like it's just it's it's very hard it is. It's very hard. It's very hard to decipher and to navigate your way through all of that and to focus on the good. Um, and trust me, I know coming from an industry that's all about that kind of the the physical perception and that what's what you see from the outside. And um, yeah, it's 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 hard to remind yourself every day that I am I am important and I am loved and I, you know, I deserve to be here and no one's gonna tell me differently. Cause I know who I am. I guess that, I think that's the most important thing is to remember who you are and remember, you know, what you want out of your life and to go for your, your dreams and your goals and to kind of shut all of the negativity out. Yeah, definitely. Like a hundred percent like support that. Does Lee have anything to add? I feel like he does. <laughs> I don't, I mean, no, it's just, I agree with everything you say. Like for some people, when it comes to mental health, they don't really like, talk about it and it's like understandable because some people do like to think oh if I talk about it I'm just going to be a burden on someone else and it's like well some people if they if they say that then they're not really like your friends are you but if you've got people who are like no like tell us your issues like I I'm 100% there and that's the kind of people you need to surround yourself with like I remember hearing a quote that I probably I think you would have heard I'm not quite sure but it was um I would rather hear your problems than the eulogy at your funeral. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think you, you have to find those people that, that are the good, that are the supporters that are truly there for you. And just surround yourself with those people, even if it's only a couple, you know, I don't have that many tight knit friends around me because I'm very picky about who I surround myself with. And, um, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to listen to the negativity. I've fallen into that trap before. I know I, everybody does. I think where you, you get so down on yourself because of what you're hearing and what you think, um, is really truth when for the most part, this is what I teach my kids. Everybody is worried about themselves for the most part. They're not looking, they're all looking out for number one, right. For the most part. 
So if you hear somebody say something, they're just, they're concentrating on themselves. Don't even listen, you know, like focus on who you are, know your worth and find those people that you can connect with and talk to and that will support you and be positive. 100%. Yeah. So the next topic is career because you've been like, you've done so much like in such a variety as well. Yeah. (laughs) You've been in our position, I know that, and presented, which do you have a preference of like presenting, acting, dancing? Um, Yeah, honestly, being a host is is fun Um, and and I enjoy it interviewing people terrifies me. (laughs) I'll let you know a little secret. It scares me to death. Um, because I'm kind of a shy person, which is, you wouldn't think so in this, in this industry again, but I am, I've always been kind of a shy person. So it's hard for me to break out through that shell and, and do something like that. Um, but I did really enjoy working for CMT when I was doing more hosting um, and correspondent work. In a lot of those cases, I was reading somebody else's words, which was great because that's what I do like. I do like acting. I like to play a different character. I like, um, I like to just immerse myself in someone else. Um, it's just, I, it's fun for me. It's just so interesting and. Um, and then having another person's words to use with that is just, it's my passion. So, um, yeah, so definitely, definitely acting. I grew up acting in the theater. I went to school for theater. Um, that's what I hold a degree in and I enjoy that. Although I don't get to do that as much anymore with my kids. Um, just a lot of time commitment while they're little, I'm sure I'll get back to it, but, um, but yeah, screen is next best thing. And I love, I love just playing characters, but I, I do like hosting as well. Just not quite as much. <laughs> yeah. We were kind of scared. I think I was more scared of hosting because I used to not really see a thing. And now I see a lot. Yeah. That's like switched up. Yeah. That's great. It's very scary interview and though I agree with that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, at the start it can be, but once you get into a rhythm, it's, it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. If you can get it's, and you never know what you're going to get when you're interviewing someone. I, I had very, a few very uncomfortable interviews, um, at CMT. And a lot of times it's in, in those situations, it was hard because you didn't have long and you had producers saying, these are the things we need to ask them. This is what we need to talk about, but you also can't have a normal conversation with somebody because we don't want that in between dialogue, you know, on camera, it's got to be short, it's got to be fast. And it so it would feel awkward, because you're having to ask particular questions and get to everything that they want you to ask without having a natural organic conversation. And I think that's what made it so hard is because I wanted I wanted to laugh at somebody, somebody's joke or um, relate to them and go off on a different tangent a little bit where I couldn't. Um, so there were some uncomfortable ones. Um, one in particular was great. And I, she was probably my favorite to interview. And that was Kelly Clarkson because she was so natural and just used to everything, um, all, you know, how it all worked. And she was ready to talk to anybody and just somebody that was just easy to sit down and start up a conversation with. Um, and those were fun. Those were super fun. Yeah. But yeah. It can be very intimidating, especially when you're looking at like huge stars talking to people. Yeah. (laughs) 
what's your reaction when you like when you find out who you were interviewing and stuff because our reactions we like freak out because we're like (laughs) what is this like why is this happening yeah Yeah, it's a mini it's a mini party when we find those yeah exactly it's it's a bit of like oh my I'm so excited but I'm also terrified at the same time and I'm like gonna work myself up until I have to talk to them kind of a thing um I know like who was one Carrie Underwood it was was scary to me but one thing because I knew she was a tough interview um but one good thing with that was she had her in the interview that I did she had her um hairstylist with her and it was kind of a joint interview between the two of them about this salon and I knew it was going to be really fast um so that kind of helped Jennifer Lopez (laughs) was another one we were American Idol was was um shooting an episode in town and so we had to go over and and interview them as like everybody as they were coming out all the hosts or the hosts and the judges um and Harry Connick Jr. is one of my most favorite people ever um and I just love I love his music and I think he's just he just seems like such a wonderful person and he was in that line so I was dying to get to meet him so that was more of like I'm super excited I'm I'm not as terrified I'm really excited to meet him you know um so yeah yeah it's just I think a little bit of both it just depends on the person that you're going to interview definitely our reactions always vary but sometimes we're just like full-on celebrating yeah yeah I'm yeah. sure sure <laughs> <laughs> do you think drama school is the best route into the industry or networking with filmmakers honestly if you go to the right place if you're in the right school that networking will come hand in hand mm-hmm. um I went a different route because I don't do anything traditionally (laughs) ever in life. Um, I do it the hard way, but I think if you have the chance to go to a major um, film school or, or theater school, that's the, that's a good route to take because you will network um, as a byproduct of that. Um, That will just come because, you know, obviously those people want to see what the up and coming kids or adults are are doing and who's who's a standout and they want to they want to talk to people coming out of those those major schools um but if you don't have the chance to do that then obviously networking is going to be is going to be another key component to it and I'm (laughs) I'm terrible at networking um but it is it's a it's a necessary evil yeah for sure all the times I've networked I was just like standing awkward I just didn't want to say it to anyone yeah yeah it goes for me it goes back to that whole I'm shy thing I'm an introvert and I don't I don't do well in those kind of social <laughs> situations it's just scary you just don't know what people are thinking either yeah, yeah yeah you can't read it's very hard to read people a lot of the times and then you go back to the whole thing we were talking about earlier as well where they're all feeling the same thing that you are so I would always try to tell myself everybody's in the same boat we're all you know we're all trying to do the same thing here and they're probably feeling the same thing that I'm feeling right now so I need to just let go and stop being so nervous about it what's your favorite style of dance because I've done quite a lot of dancing but mostly self-taught yes okay um, I think hip hop would probably be my favorite, um, just in general. I know there's a lot of different subdivisions of hip hop, but yeah, I think that's been the most fun 
Um, I, tap is a close second though. I do, I've always loved to tap dance. Um, and I miss it because there's not a whole lot of adult tap classes that I could take, but yeah. Yeah. I've never done either of them. I just, yeah, but then... I've just <laughs> never got to that point. Yeah. I would have loved to, though. like it would have been just amazing because it's just so free in the dance. I just, I don't know why, but it just is. The only dance I've done, done is musical theatre. Everything had to be choreographed. I couldn't make it up. I was just like, you need to tell me what to do. I'm useless at this. <laughs> well, that makes it easier. Yes, choreography definitely helps. <laughs> make it easier. That's what I, I wish that I would have been able to sing for that reason, because I love musical theatre. So I'm envious of that. That's one of my favorite things. Yeah, yeah I miss singing in musical theater a bit, like just a tiny bit. It was yes. just so fun. Mm. It's so fun. That it's really fun. good. Yeah, yeah. I feel like people either love it or they hate it. Yeah, <laughs> you just hate musical theater, and I can't, I can't understand it. I don't know. I don't yeah. mind when they people break out in songs in a show. It doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> yeah, I feel like because sometimes people are forced into it and they don't like being forced into things, so they're, they're like, no, nah, I hate this. I'm never going to do it again. Yeah, that could be for sure. Yeah. Have you ever tried combining dance and modeling for photo shoots? Um, no, not exactly. Um, no, I don't think so. I'm trying to think back to anything. I'm just goofy at photo shoots, photo shoots again. Like I'm just, I'm not, I'm just like a silly person. So anytime I do a photo shoot, I can't, I can't not be silly no matter what. Yeah. So if I'm dancing for that, it's probably because I'm being silly. Yeah. I, I've done quite a few photo shoots and one of them, I just put music on and start dancing and all the shots just come out like so weird, but also really cool at the same time. Yeah, 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 that would, yeah, I can see that. Um, what's your advice to those starting out in the industry? Um, don't listen to anyone on the outside telling you that you can't do it. Don't listen to anybody saying, oh, it's really hard, you know, um, that's not followed up with, but you can do it but anything is possible. Um, and just, you just work hard and, and again, stay true to yourself and stay true to the person that, um, I guess it's the same thing. Just stay true to who you are and don't lose yourself in an industry that can be so cruel and, and full of rejection. Um, and just know that that's a big part of it. Um, being rejected is all part of the game and it's totally natural. And it's, it's, you have to have a thick skin to get through that part of it, but just continue on with what you want to do and remember why you're in the industry and where, why you did it to begin with. Um, yeah, I guess the, those are the biggest things and just keep practicing your craft, you know, um, no matter, no matter what. And sometimes it can be just observing. It can be as simple as observing and, and, you know, like watching a movie and really focusing if you're, if you're focusing on the acting component of it, focusing on people that you really like and how they do things and pull bits from, from everywhere, because that you can develop your own style that way. So, yeah. My last question before we move on, Elise, can I get a follow back? Cause he was rubbing it in my face. Yes. Yes. <laughs> of course. I'll follow back. <laughs> It was just like, I just got to follow. And I'm like, wait, you got to follow. 
And they're like, gosh, you're going to fall. Yes, of course. I will. You know what? I could probably get on my phone right now. I've got it right here. I thought I already did. No. Oh, sorry, Lola. It's fine. I felt so lucky when it popped up. I was like, yes. <laughs> Look at you throwing it in her face. Why can't I get so terrible with Instagram again? Why can't I just go to your message and get to your profile? What's up with that? If you like go on there. to the message and then. There it is. There. You got it. In there? All right. Yeah. I literally put him fit on at the start of the year that I can get as many followers as possible. So it's going pretty well <laughs> so far. Good. Good luck. Yes. Hey, your turn. <laughs> right. Um gonna start off with the question I've always wanted to ask people. So what would your dream role be? My dream role. Um something. I mean, I don't have any particular character in mind, um, exactly. Something that's completely different than who I am as a person. And something, someone who has a backstory that is so deep that it takes an entire show to figure out. Um, yeah, I just, I love the meaty roles where you, you know, I, I love comedy but I also love the dramatic roles where you you know, you have so much to explore. So yeah, something like that for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, how do you prepare for a role? Um, it depends. It depends on what it is. Um, theatrically, there's a obviously so much more of a process than mm. um, than for film and TV. Film and TV wouldn't. Um, when you're shooting, it's evolving constantly, especially when you're episodic and you're um, not knowing what's going to happen in the next episode. So you're just trying to figure out how to navigate the, you know, where you're at right now. Um, I guess you're just constantly thinking about who this person is and where they're going. Okay. I did this. So I'm going to turn this way and kind of say, well, she, she had to do this and that's why she did this kind of a thing so it's an evolving process um theatrically you're in it you know what character you're playing you're you're breaking it down bit by bit before your show even hits the stage so yeah they're just different in different ways yeah yeah for theater shows it's like 80 percent rehearsal 20 percent actually doing the show it's a exactly. lot of work that goes into it so you kind of need to put that time and effort into breaking the script down and knowing the character exactly that's what i love about it i love that chance to get to you don't have to fly by the seat of your pants you know you know who your character is i mean by the time you you hit you hit stage that's that's the coolest part you know and you can really be that person yeah yeah um so we're going to move on to nashville with the questions now uh what's your favorite storyline that your character had that my character had um I think, I think I, I, I didn't really have my own storyline, but the one that she was heavily involved with again was the one with Cadence when she was a baby. And when she was trying to kind of play that role for Avery, um, the supportive, because Juliet was gone and, you know, in her own land and he was dealing with that. So I was having to be kind of a second mom or an auntie for Cadence. So I think that, that was super fun. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that. 
like that's kind of where I'm up to in the current series. And it's like it's nice to see like more of the characters involved. She's the personal assistant who was just here and then she's gone. It's like nice to see her like actually you understand the character, learn more about the character, other than I'm just a personal assistant. Yes, right, exactly. And Emily, yeah, Emily is around so much. You it, for me, I was like, it felt natural to kind of explore who she was because she was always there. So I always wanted them to give her a little bit more to work with so people could understand her a little bit better. I've just yeah. came up with a really good question. Oh, and it's just slipped my mind. What backstory <laughs> would you have like chosen for Emily? What backstory would I have chosen for Emily? Um, you know what? I had one and I I it's been a while, so I've forgotten kind of where she came from. Um yeah, she I feel like she came from a pretty normal family. I think when I when I started out, I had her going to like Belmont which is like a musical school here and they trade, you know, it's, it's a college um, and they do a lot of music business um, that side of the industry. So I feel like she would have gone to a place like that and then just kind of like had this assistant position fall into her lap. Um, but I feel like, I feel like her background, she just came from kind of a normal situation. I, I kind of saw her calling her mom and dad a lot saying, I, you know, I'm in this position, what am I supposed to do? Like seeking advice from them. Um, I don't think I ever imagined her having any siblings. Um, yeah, pretty like a typical upbringing and then thrown into this wild ride of a life that she, she had. <laughs> yeah, I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your favorite memory from being on set? Um, Gosh, there's so many, so many. We we were lucky enough to shoot um, on an army base. Um, and that was one of the coolest things that I got to do. Um, it's And we were surrounded by our, our military, our real life military, and just meeting those folks. And, and I mean, they're, they're obviously more stars to me than anybody else. Like they're our heroes and they sacrifice so much every day so doing that was was really surreal and cool to just see not only meet them but like see how things work on the base and and be around all the equipment and just um just show our gratitude to them that was that was really fun yeah it was such a beautiful episode I remember it so well yeah yeah that was cool and it had a concert scene which was awesome too (laughs) yeah wasn't that the one where Michelle Obama was like guest starring was that the one that she would i have seen this episode yeah you should have i think yeah in season two yes i believe it was later in season two yeah and um and deacon and reina performed and um oh yeah luke was there luke was there as well yeah 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 i remember now i can't remember if that was the michelle obama one i i think it might have been yeah i feel like it wasn't that long ago (laughs) Well, for me, for me, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like even the binge watch, it feels like forever ago because I just got, yeah, I just get through things that fast. Yes. <laughs> Lee, have you got any more questions? Um, do you think Nashville helped increase the popularity of country music? Like people who may not have listened to it before watched the show and were like, you know what, this music's actually really good. Did you steal my article or something? Because <laughs> I wrote an article about how Nashville 
Like, no, introduced I, a lot of people into country music. I don't think I've read that article. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> I, to answer your question, I do. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Not only that, I think that it, um, it introduced people to the city of Nashville that had no idea, and they fell in love with it. Um, and I always joke, like everybody that lives here talks about how much we've grown. And I'm, I'm always telling them, yeah, I think my show was a big part of that. We we're, <laughs> we're the problem children that brought all of these people to town. Everybody wanted to move here after the show because um, they saw how cool it was and all the fun, all the fun places. And they just, we got way more um, tourism and it's grown a lot just because of the show so not only the music but everything yeah wow nice yeah. to hear a show kind of help at certain place increase in like the popularity yes yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's wild what it did yeah it really is yeah the show I is... don't think they would <laughs> they couldn't do that here I don't think they could ever <laughs> <laughs> he knows what I'm he know. knows exactly what I'm talking about I know <laughs> now what part are you all in London what part of no. the no. in the northeast of England, which is like Newcastle, Sunderland, yeah. Durham. It's like most people haven't heard of it. It's below Scotland. <laughs> okay. You know what's funny? My husband is actually in Scotland right now. He's on a tour in the UK. Um oh, wow. and was in Scotland. He went to Ireland first and then Scotland and is back for the Buckle and Boots Festival. Oh um, this festival. <laughs> yes, there's a um what is the I'm forgetting all of a sudden the name of the city hold on I will get it um it's Stockport that it's is a, outside of Manchester yeah yes yes that's right so there's yeah it's a buckle and boots it's a country festival that they have he played it last year and he's headlining it this year I'm gonna One of my bucket list. I think that might be the the festival Tiger Lily Gold were playing that's why they were in the UK a few weeks ago. Okay. I'm not quite sure. Let me look that up now. <laughs> what happens next, I guess this coming weekend, he's there Friday and Saturday. Right. Is the 26th and 27th? Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't yeah. even know there was like festivals like that here. I knew there was like one in London once a year that does like country music and then also they do kind of a vocal group kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from he's he's loving it there and loving like helping develop develop it because I know that a lot of people are trying to bring more country music there. So I'm glad, Lola, that you said that because I think it's I think it's evolving around you all. I really yeah. hope so because he's yeah. really trying to spend more time there. Yeah. It's just like there's a lot of beautiful cities and like architecture. The seaside up here is like award winning. It's like the I think it's the best in the country, if I'm not wrong. And a lot of people just don't really get to see that. So, yeah, that's wonderful. I mean, the will in my music video because I did shoot at the beach. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Where I would love to get over there with him the next time he comes. Next time he's over there, I think maybe in November. November or March of next year, we'll see. But I'd love to come over. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Hopefully, I'll I'll have a trek across to wherever. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I have to meet up with y'all. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. 
Um, what was it like working with Hayden Panettiere? It was awesome. She's she's no nonsense. She's a New Yorker, so she's got that like I'm gonna tell it like it is attitude. Um, but she was always so kind to me, um, and so sweet to me, um, and just yeah, just very supportive and fun. You know, I mean, we all have our we all have our days when it's more difficult than others, but um, overall, it it was it, it felt very natural to to be around her and and um at first obviously being such a huge fan of hers it was intimidating but it needed to be I mean when it when Emily began her her career in that pilot episode she was I think new to the whole thing with Juliet and um so that intimidation kind of played into that but off screen it was never it was never like that she did she was not that kind of a that person that Juliet was so yeah <laughs> she she's always been lovely to me yeah oh it's nice to hear because uh just how intense Juliet was I was thinking Hayden must just like be putting a hundred percent into this character <laughs> she's just she's amazing and she's so underrated as an actor she really is I mean I would sit and watch her scene sometimes and just go I can't believe more people don't don't understand that. I mean, obviously she's a, she's a big star. So obviously she, they, people know her for her talent, but I think she's underrated. She's very, very talented and good at what she does. So it was, it was awesome to just watch and learn from her. That's very so sweet. That is. Really it is, is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's all the questions I've got. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll just play some country music as an outro, but no. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> yeah, let's hear you. Oh, God. Got <laughs> 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 myself in it. I, I decided to just do some deco on the oh, back I love of it. it. I just left it, though. I just... <laughs> it's like, you got to make this, it your own. Yeah, this is like the first time anybody's actually going to hear this song, so I'm probably going to end up having to cut it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I left my pizza in Oklahoma, caught a ride at sunset, and I bet you saw me, no one knows what touching on the wild side, found it well, don't take long, I'm it on my own. Google Maps on my phone. These journeys are good for the soul. And then there's more. But very good, very nice. Thank you. I love your voice. Really, like I've been so scared to sing for so many years because people used to just make us sing to mock us. Oh no! Believe in yourself and keep going. Don't don't lose that. Um, don't lose that trust in yourself. Trust and. And and just make it strong. Don't uh, don't doubt yourself, because that will show, and that will, you'll hear that doubt. So just have faith in yourself. You're doing great. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, means a lot. Yeah, of course. All right. So I guess we should let you get on with your day because it's very. <laughs> it's like late here. It's like seven. Yeah, yeah thirty minutes past seven. You're about six hours ahead of me. Yeah, it's about one fifteen. I've got yeah, I've got a few things to do, and then my kids are getting out of school. So. <laughs> Almost done with our, our school year here. 
Oh, so, wow. Wait, yeah. I was just like two months, I think, another two months. Is it? Yeah. So June, July-ish. No, it's, yeah. it's, oh, wow. it's mid-July, I think. Mid-July. Oh, yeah. Okay. We get done in May here, and then um, we'll be on tour with my my husband for most of the summer. We go out to the West Coast with him. So you know, it's exciting. <laughs> Something to look that just sounds so good. It is, yeah. <laughs> It's fun. It's a lot to live on a tour bus with a bunch of guys and kids and we take our dogs and it's, it's a lot, but it's definitely fun. So 